tonight as we dive into the Word. Put this up. Tonight we're going to be in 2 Corinthians. Just some weeks ago on Sunday night, this was one of our part passages that we did. And I'll just tell you, I said to the Lord, weren't we just here? But you know, it really doesn't matter if that's where God wants us to be. 2 Corinthians chapter number 12, verse, verses 7 through 10 tonight. I, I pray that in our current climate and what's going on around us and what we're even facing in our own lives, I pray this be an encouragement to you tonight. I pray you open up your heart. We're going to a very familiar place. Many know exactly what that passage of Scripture holds. But I can tell you, if you stand there tonight and think that you know it all and that you've already seen it, can I tell you, you'll walk away just how you came in. But tonight, if we'll open up our heart, open up our heart, God will truly show us something different, folks. Oh, we need it. There's no doubt about it. Title tonight is, When I Am Weak. How many of you know we get weak? We get tired and we get weary. May God help us tonight. 2 Corinthians chapter number 12, verse number 7, beginning. The Word of God, as Paul is writing, Unless I should be exalted above measure... Through the abundance of the revelation there was given to me a thorn in the flesh. The messenger of Satan to buffet me. Lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice. That it might depart from me. And he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, God, I ask now, God. God, I know we need help tonight, God. And God, we've not assembled here to be seen, but God, to listen to you, God, to worship you in spirit and in truth. So God, I pray through the power of your word, God. God, I submit to the authority of your word, the authority of your spirit. God, help us tonight. God, show us, cut us deep, God, and heal us. Heal us with your word, God. Heal us with your spirit. God, with your power, God. God, show us, God, how we need to be different. God, show us how we need to look at things differently. God, how we should see you first, God. God, help us to be stronger for it. And closer to you. 
In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Tonight as we examine this passage of uh, Paul's affliction. Oh, Paul's affliction. What a reminder it is to us about our own afflictions. Anybody got afflictions tonight? Anybody got infirmities? Amen. Amen. We could go around the room tonight, could we not? We're all battling something. And I'm thankful. Listen to me tonight. I am so thankful that the Word of God does not hide life's troubles. Y'all do, do realize that. I'm so glad the Word of God doesn't hide all the life's little infirmities. All the struggles that are faced. No, but they're right there on the pages for us to see. You know, you know uh, people want to claim man wrote the Bible. If man would have wrote the Bible, we'd have left all that stuff out. Ain't nobody would have been talking about their pain and their suffering. But yet the Bible shows it all, don't it? Because it's true. Because it's alive and it is living today. Oh, we see it all. We see it all. Hmm. <laughs> I want you to notice in this passage, and if we'll truly, as we walk through this together, take it to heart, it'll help us tonight. I want you to see that in Paul's infirmities, his afflictions, number one, that we are all weak. I said we are all weak. I don't care tonight how strong you think you are. Listen, even the strongest Christian gets tired. Listen, even the one that feels they're the closest to God, more closer than anybody else, guess what? Well, number one, they're going to fall because they're not. I mean, really, huh? We all have troubles. We all have infirmities. We all have times of struggle. I struggle and you struggle. And we see that through Paul's struggle. We are all the same. I mean, surely, if somebody would have missed all the struggle, it would have been Paul after he dedicated so much of his life to follow Christ. Huh? And to do so many great things that God had in store for him. But no, guess what? He had a struggle, and we're all battling something. And tonight, listen, it's great. And I mean great and huge. Sometimes it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and we think we can't handle it any longer. Battling, battling. Some of you online tonight, your health, we saw it through the prayer request. Your afflictions, your afflictions that don't seem to go away. Hear me out tonight. Let this encourage you. Number one, we are weak. The reality is we need to face that. We are weak. We are nothing, folks. And when I say we are nothing, we are but dust, okay? Yes, you're God's creation. Yes, if you're saved, you're a born-again child of God. But folks, apart from Christ, there is no power in us, okay? We are weak and we are battling. No life escapes pain, no life escapes suffering, all right? No life uh, escapes disappointments. 
We've all been there. And some of us are there now. We are truly weak. It's called life. But what do we see here in Paul's life with his ailment? First notice this is a physical ailment. And so many of you tonight, listen, this will help us if we allow it to. You're battling depression, you're battling anxiety, you're battling cancer. Double lung transplant. Think about this, guys. Heart attacks. Is that not real enough for us? We are all battling. We're all facing problems. And what do we see here in Paul? That as it was for Paul, it is with us that through our afflictions and through our infirmities, we're reminded we're human. We're not in glory. We're not in glory. We will be one day. And if you're saved, you'll be in glory one day. But you are not there now. Notice this. Paul's ailment is not specific to us. I thank God his ailment is not specific. Why? Because we can all relate. We can all relate. I mean, let's face it. If it was a bad tooth, you know, we'd always be looking for a bad tooth. But tonight we can all agree that we've all got ailments. That we've all got pain. That we've all got suffering. Hear me tonight. We're all the same whether we want to admit it or not. And whether we put on a show in front of other people, when it's all stripped away, the true thing is we are weak. We are weak. You say, why do you make a point of that? Because when we realize how weak we are, then God can do something with us. (laughs) Somebody don't want to get weak. Huh? It's when we're truly weak that God can do something with us. Some of us need to be weak. We need to realize that we are weak. Paul was also facing a danger here, and I want to get into this in verse number 7. He says this, Unless I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh. Boy, Paul was in the danger of exaltation. And hear me tonight, exaltation can turn into pride. Very quickly. But I tell you, when that thorn of the flesh comes around, humbleness occurs. (laughs) Some of you tonight may have a thorn in the flesh because it keeps you humble. Man, nobody likes to hear that, do they? (laughs) Huh? You see, whether you want to believe it or not tonight, God knows what you need, when you need it, and how you need it. So you need to trust in that. That's part of that. Yes, preacher, you're not battling the same thing I am. You don't know what I'm suffering. You don't know what I'm going through. No, I don't, but God does. And either you trust that He knows that and cares about that, or either you don't trust that. But can I tell you, you can get a lot further down the road in your walk and relationship with the Lord when you realize those things. Coming to a reality. Coming to a reality with the Lord. Unless I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelation that was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me. I told him earlier today what really 
what really so many times as believers we miss. Think about this. Y'all go with me, okay? You put your spiritual thinking caps on, and let's take a trip. Y'all ready? Think about this tonight. How many times do we get in our pain, our affliction, our suffering, our disgust, our disappointment, and we totally forget that we have another enemy out there? Huh? Don't miss this. (laughs) Hear me. We get so tired and disgusted and down and out that we forget that we still have an enemy that we're battling. Listen, if you don't believe the devil is real, you're probably already in trouble. Hear me. So in our pain, in our affliction, in our suffering, listen, he knows what you battle, folks. He knows what you face. He knows what your weakness is. He knows how tired you get. He knows how tired you are. He knows how long you've battled. And so many times, hey, listen, just as it was for Paul, so many times what will happen, we'll have that thorn in the side. We'll be praying about that thing. You do realize he prayed three times before God for him to take it away. And yet God said no. Hey, and every time he'd pray, it'd come back hard. Every time he'd pray, there it is still there. Every time he'd pray, it doesn't go away. Hey, what do you think the devil had to say about that? You don't think there was fiery dirts coming his way. Hey, you don't think there was things on his mind that was being placed there. You don't think the devil was using other people to discourage him. See, tonight we need a reality check. When I am weak, the devil will attack. Number two. Number two. When I am weak, the devil will attack. Do not expect tonight for the devil to sit back quietly while you are weak. Folks, he does not take a vacation. He does not take time off. Paul dealt with it. We deal with it. And guess what? Until the Lord calls us home, we're going to be dealing with it. It's real. Why are we told over and over again to armor up and get ready for the battle? Because the battle is real. And listen, listen, we're not getting ready for a battle any longer. No, that battle is already here. If you're not already armored up and fighting, you might want to hurry up and get it on. And get it on. When I am weak, when I am weak, the devil is going to fight. Think about this. His fiery darts, his suggestions upon our heart. How many of you know tonight he's ruthless? Sure he is. Sure he is. We better learn to guard our heart. Verse number 7. Unless I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, to buffet me lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice that it might depart 
from me. Now I want you to notice something tonight. Three times there he goes to the Lord. Three times he prays about the same and very, very, very same thing. You might say tonight, why don't he just give up? I have to go back to Daniel. Boy, and realize Daniel kept on praying for the angel to get there. What, 21 days? Jesus in the garden. Matthew 26, 44. What does he do? Three times he goes and he prays. And it's the same prayer. Hmm? Preacher, what in the world are you getting at tonight? Number three. We need to seek the Lord. We need to seek the Lord. We are so willing. Hear me tonight. We are so willing to seek everybody else. Why don't we start seeking God? And I know as the... As a child of God and as the people of God, you can say, well, I do pray. I wonder how earnest we really pray. Preacher, are you judging tonight? No, I don't have to. I can look at myself. Hello, seek the Lord. You want an answer? Quit going to the world for godly answers. You're not going to find them. Newsflash. (laughs) You want a godly answer? Go to God for it. Go to God for it. Oh, hear me. He's waiting to hear from you. And listen, it's okay to pray about the same thing over again. Listen, if it was not okay to say the same prayer, I can promise you, Jesus wouldn't have done it. He was never out of the will of the Father. And He was perfect. Just as He now is still perfect. And yet it was okay to pray. And to pray it again. And to pray it again. You know what we need to learn as Christians? We need to toughen up a little bit and keep on praying. Pray till you get an answer. You say, I haven't heard from God on it. Listen, God's going to give an answer. It might be no, it might be not now, and it might be okay. But why give up? Man, pray until, pray through. I told y'all, and every time I get on prayer, I have to go back to Myrtle. I really do. I have to go back to Myrtle. I have to go back to that, that man, that old tabernacle we were in. And how we started the meeting that night. And I'm talking about preachers and evangelists. I say that because everybody thinks preachers and evangelists got it, they got it together with God. Can I tell you, we, I, listen, I'm just like you. This morning I woke up. This morning I prayed. Matter of fact, this morning I had to get my heart right. Hello. We're all the same. But I'll never forget being in that old church building. And as we begin service that night, man, I don't know if it was distraction from the day or what was going on, but we were sitting there listening. And the preacher said, God help our unbelief, and he just stopped. We were so distracted with all the things going on around us. And then we went to pray, and I, I'm going to tell you, I don't, know, I, I don't know exactly what it was to pinpoint in my life that was a distraction, but I know this, it took two and a half hours on our face, on the floor. Don't get scared. You can't pray that way. 
we prayed and we prayed and we prayed. And you know what? It felt like I was, it felt like I was praying to this piece of wood. But at midnight praying, I said at midnight praying, we broke through. And you say, what do you mean breaking through? I don't understand what kind of prayer life, what kind of prayer life you got, preacher. Listen, you know whether or not you feel the presence of God. Huh? You know what I'm afraid of is in our current day, we got a lot of people who say they're Christians, but they've never experienced or felt the presence of God. Maybe there's many that aren't saved. We prayed and we prayed and we prayed. And guess what? Boy, it broke through. You know what happened? We got our hearts right. We got our hearts right. You say, preacher, well, what was it? I don't know what it was. I don't know the distractions. But I believe today so many of us have so many distractions around us. And we get so caught up in our afflictions. We get so caught up in our problems. We get so caught up in what's not going our way that we totally miss what God wants to do. And we allow it to interrupt. And we allow it to quench His Holy Spirit. You do realize in 2020 that still exists today. Huh? You've got to seek the Lord. Look at what Paul did. He sought the Lord over and over and over again. He didn't give up just because it didn't go his way. He kept praying. So many times we need to do less talking and more praying. Less seeking the world and more praying. Oh God, help us to pray. I ask you this, do you believe tonight that God knows your struggle? Do you believe that God knows your struggle? Do you believe that God cares about your struggle? Do you truly believe tonight that God does not make a mistake? Hear me tonight, if you're in that kind of trouble and you believe God has made... Listen, God never has made a mistake. And God allows things to happen in our life that we can't understand. But that's when our faith and our trust must take the lead. It's not enough to talk it. Sometimes we've got to back it up, folks. It's got to become real. It's got to hit the surface of our life. Faith and trust that He knows best for us. He allows these things to happen. Brother, that's a hard word. You mean to tell me God is allowing this to happen to so-and-so, and God is allowing this to happen to that one. Listen, it's hard for me because I see people in pain. I see people in suffering. I see people hurting. But yes, God is allowing that to take place. Why? Because He knows what's best for us. And I, I know this is a newsflash to a lot of people, but listen, eternity is not about earth, it's all about heaven. I am not, listen, this is a short trip. This is a short trip. Thank God it's a short trip. Preacher, you ready to go tonight? No, I've already told you many times over all the things I'd love to see in my life before I die. But if it's not God's will, then I'm okay with it. Man, we got to learn to be okay with whatever God sees fit for our life and move on. 
You know, many times we rob ourselves of the joy of the Lord because of that. Seek the Lord and realize tonight He loves you. Number four, notice what He does. Preacher, how far are we going? I don't know. We'll, we'll, you, we'll get out tonight, okay? Number four, look, notice what happens. Verse Number 8, for this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. Verse 9, and he said unto me. What is so key about that? And he said unto me, when the Lord speaks, the Lord has an answer for your problem. And when he speaks, number 4, you need to listen. Oh, you need to listen. And listen, and not only listen, but you need to act. Watch this. Watch what he says here. Verse number 4, when he speaks, listen to his voice. We see his answer. And he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee. I wonder tonight, do you truly believe as a child of God that his grace is sufficient for your need? Can I tell you tonight, whether you believe it or not, it is true. Listen, the greater your need is, the greater his grace already is. Listen, and he doesn't have to manufacture more grace. He is grace. He is grace. And he's providing it. Man, it is flowing from the throne of God. I wonder, do we believe it? Notice who is speaking, folks. This isn't Paul speaking here. Who's got a red-letter Bible? Yeah, many of y'all got red-letter Bibles with you. Or is it in red or black? Who is speaking? Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is speaking. What does he say? (laughs) My grace is sufficient for thee. Guess who the source of the grace is? The one who owns it. Jesus Christ. My grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. What does that mean? Complete. Complete. My strength is made complete in weakness. Perfect. Oh, notice this. (laughs) Paul is not talking about his strength. He's already admitted he don't have it. You know, the best thing we could do tonight is admit we ain't got it either. But that God does. Hmm. Think about this tonight. Because Paul himself was weak with infirmities and afflictions. He was empty of self. How do you know he was empty of self? Because he kept crying out to God of his need. Huh? Some of us don't have an answer because we haven't truly cried out to God. Have we truly asked God? You see, many times he's looking for us to be empty. For us to be empty. Self out of the way. Total reliance on God Almighty. Notice this. He was empty of self relying on the complete power of God. And because he was relying on the complete power of God, guess what he experienced? The grace of God. The grace of God. That sounds easy, preacher, don't it? Yeah, but it's harder living it, isn't it? Mm, it is. Even for the preacher. When we'll recognize his power, 
empty ourselves, then we'll experience His grace. His grace. If you're a child of God and you're not experiencing His grace, I'd ask you, why not? It might be because you just aren't ready to want it yet. Hmm? I want to ask you tonight. Is it be, could be because we don't yield ourselves? I'll sing about that today. When's the last time we yielded ourselves? What does that mean? Less of you and more of Him. I mean, we know that God did great and mighty things with Paul. I mean, I mean, think about this from this time on. I mean, number five. Grace makes way for rejoicing. Grace makes way for rejoicing. What do you mean, preacher? It was because of God's grace that Paul could have victory. You think he could have went on three missionary journeys without the grace of God? You're fooling yourself if you think so. You think he could have had so much joy in prison that he was singing praises unto the Lord without the grace of God? No, he had the grace of God. Folks, we need the grace of God. It brings about rejoicing. Verse number 9. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. I wonder tonight if you're glorying in your infirmities. That's a hard one to say, isn't it? Because <laughs> it's not easy. It's a total emptying of all self and reliance upon God and His grace. And I do not make light of it. I really don't. Hear me tonight, but the formula is simple. Verse number 10, Therefore I take pleasure. So when you glory, then you can take pleasure. And you know, really, when you take glory, you're giving God glory. Asking God to get the glory for it. I wonder the last time in your trouble, in your infirmity, in your affliction, that you honestly said, God, I want to go through this that you might get the glory. That's a hard one to swallow. But I'll tell you this, God will do amazing things in your life through it if you allow Him to. Man, I've seen people go, listen, go all the way to death. And people come to Christ because they were willing to say, God, get the glory. God, get the glory. Think about it tonight. Why? How, I mean, why would somebody say this and why would God allow that? Because it's all about heaven and it's not about here. We have to have the right mindset. Verse 10, therefore I take pleasure in infirmities and in reproaches and necessities and persecution and distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. Listen, I don't know about you tonight, but I thank God when I'm weak. Hear me tonight, I thank God when I'm weak. I thank God when I am weak. 
Because it's when I'm weak. <laughs> he's always strong. And if you're a child of God, He's inside of you. You ever thought about that? I mean, think about it. You have access to the power. He's always strong. Tonight we're going to open up the altar, and I know it's late. But that really doesn't matter if there's something on our heart that we need to get right before God. I want to remind you of this scripture in Hebrews chapter number 4 and verse number 16. It says this, Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace. Hear me. That we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. If we aren't in a time of need, if we're not in a time of need, could somebody tell me why we're not? Because I see it all around me. People hurting and going through things. Things that can't even be normal anymore. I wonder how many people's lonely tonight. How many people's tired tonight? How many people would honestly admit that they're struggling even right now tonight? The altar's open. The altar's open. You say, preacher, we just had prayer time and I just prayed. Doesn't really matter if God's dealing with your heart. Some of the best time of my life is on my knees before God at the altar. I wonder tonight, do you need to come? Heads bowed and eyes closed. Ben, if you'd come and softly play, son, and I'm going to ask you to mind God. Just mind Him. That's what's always mattered, and that's what matters now, is that you mind God. It's one thing to say that we trust Him, and it's another to trust Him. Heavenly Father, God, I do thank you, God. God, I thank you for your precious word. God, I thank you for the time, God, that we can come, God. We can come together, God, during the week, God, on Wednesday night prayer meeting. God, I thank you, God, that there's still churches meeting on Wednesday night. God, still having prayer meetings. God, as great as it is that we're together, God, I truly believe with all my heart that there's people still struggling. People really battling hard, God. God, I pray you help them tonight. God, they can get some peace. God, not peace that this world offers. Oh, but God, peace from you. God, victory from you, Lord. God, I pray in this hour we'd just seek your face. And God, I know it's late, but I also know it's so late for so many. God, they need help. And God, I pray you help them tonight. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.